0: Hello and welcome to the Weekly Sermon Podcast of A.Z. Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Jesus is risen. Okay. <sighs> you guys... You first service people. It's been so long since we did double services. And so here's what I'd like. Will you guys humor me and move up a little closer? Mike, can you can you like move closer? Everybody move a little closer. You don't have to get there's plenty of room. There's so few of us. Just I have a great message that I'm not going to preach. I just feel like the Lord's saying something else. Everybody, God wants to do something unprecedented in this season. Let's just invite Holy Spirit to move some more. Come more. Show us Your glory more. Show us Your majesty more. Lord Jesus. Show us Your glory. Come more Holy Spirit. So, I'm just going to wing it. Spiritual statement right there. Wing it. I feel like the Lord's saying some different things and I'm just going to say it with Him. Have you ever, like, you're on a direction. Let me give you an example. Um, I've done done missions work in Japan on three different, short-term missions work in Japan on three different occasions, and I have some very dear friends um, that minister in Japan, Japanese national people, and a couple of them have come over and stayed with us and visited us. One of them that is very near and dear to my heart, um, his name is Yohei. Uh, He... He um, came and visited us and we took, Japanese people, you know I know some of you guys are watching online so I'm talking to you, have this amazing propensity to be very, very reserved or super goofy, They're, they're like almost nothing in between. And so Yohei's a, a lot like that, at least last I saw him. It's been years since I've seen him. But we took him to the Grand Canyon. And so he's very quiet. He speaks English a little bit, you know, okay enough to where we can talk some. And we take him to the Grand Canyon. Anybody ever driven to the Grand Canyon? You're driving along, and on the south rim of the Grand Canyon, it's like a really scrubby, not very nice little forest, you know. I mean, it's it's kind of pathetic looking, dry Arizona, you know, lower forest. And you come around this last corner. I mean, it's it's like there's nothing impressive here at all. And you come around this last corner and bam, there it is. So we're talking away to Yohei and we come around the corner where and and he sees it for the first time in his life and he's like starts screaming something in japanese and i mean he's like it's amazing he sees something he'd never seen before so impressive it just shocks him out of what he thought was going on in the moment and i believe what god wants to do For those, listen to me, for those who want to take the path He lays before us, you're coming into, we're coming into a view of His glory that is beyond what we've ever seen. And those that don't want to walk the path He's given, that want to do it their own way, won't see it. See, the plight in, in, in the actual sermon I have is all about us trying to play God on our own. Because ultimately that's what Adam and Eve did. They chose to become something more of God, at least they thought. They were deceived. And and the Lord's call to all of us is let him be who he is, and you be who you are. He is God. He's not a God. He's the God. And the view of His glory and majesty that He wants to reveal in this world today is beyond what we've ever known. It's not church as usual. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you about a dream I had. Let me read you this verse. Let's make it an official Christian gathering. Read from the Bible. Jesus, this was just like a day before he was crucified. Here's what he said. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. He makes a similar statement later. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never thirst. Those guys are fast. I am the bread of life, and the word the Lord, as we're worshiping just now, the word the Lord gave me is He's baking fresh bread. Anybody smell the waffles? Yes. That's either a blessing or annoying. It's somewhere between. There's a tension on those waffles cooking during service. I had this dream, okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain to you. I've God has spoken to me in some. Very graphic ways throughout my life, but one of them is dreams. And I had this dream many years ago, and I don't want to tell you the whole thing. But in the dream, the the gist of what he's saying is he's taking us from church as usual. I was in a church. And it wasn't the one I was pastoring, but there's something wrong. And in my heart of hearts, I knew there's something wrong. There's something wrong. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad thing. These were great people. It was a great pastor. I actually, in the dream, I loved this guy. But I knew there was something more and we were missing it. And as I walk out the door of the building, I could smell fresh bread. And I could smell this fresh bread. Any uh, long-term Phoenicians here? You know, I was born and raised in the area. Okay, listen. Van Buren and I-17. You get anywhere near that corner and it's like, oh, oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's a different smell, different part of town. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but... There's this massive bakery, and they bake bread all night. So the later you passed it, the later in the night, the, the stronger it smelled. I used to work a second shift job, so I'd be coming home at like one or two in the morning, and it was like, oh my gosh, you just wanted to break in. I mean, it was, it was awesome. He was working that shift. Yeah, I worked there. You worked there. Oh, how could you even stand it, man? Anyway, fresh bread baking smells awesome. And I walk out of this church and I could smell fresh bread. Listen to me. Jesus makes the statement, I am the bread of life. And let me, let me tell you a little something about Jesus. When people get a good look at Jesus... I'm not talking about the church. Wake up. I'm talking about a person, a human. Listen to me. Either we think this is a fairy tale or this is the most important thing in the world. And there isn't any in between. This is either the most important thing in the world or it's stupid. I'm not joking, there is no in between, this is not a fairy tale, this is something that Jesus is someone who is worthy of our whole life, of all we are, of every minute of every day, not just to flip him a few minutes on Sunday mornings. He, when people get a good look at Jesus, when, when He says, I'm the bread of life, when they get a good smell of, of the glory of who He is, they love Him. And the church has got to change so that the risen Lord, the bread of life, the fragrance of who He is, the essence of life, begins to so permeate us that He's the center of the church, not how we do church or how we we uh, do a, a church show. It's about the risen Christ in His people so permeating us that they see Him yeah. in us. They see Him among us. The church is... Are, we as the church aren't simply some corporation. I really don't like it that we have to be a corporation in some regards. I don't like a lot of the stuff in this world that we have to do. But let me tell you what, I'll chuck all that right now and go serve Jesus any day and every day. Because He's worth it. And in the dream, I could smell this fresh bread. And I wanted it, and I felt like, I walk out of this church. It was a good church. Nice things were happening. I loved the pastor. The people were great. And I walk out of the church and I thought, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. And I begin walking. And there was others with me. There's no condemnation towards what's going on here. It's just, I want the fresh bread. The bread of life. I want that. Once again, anybody here who's a Phoenician will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the word goat heads. <laughs> the scourge of every child that's grown up in this area. Back when I was a kid, they were way more prevalent. I mean, I can't tell you, Goatheads are like the worst little burrs you've ever seen. They're so bad, they will pop your, your tires on your bicycle. Tubes and all, they'll go right through it. Think about what they'll do with your feet, and they're real low. They don't grow, they're not weeds that grow up like this, they grow down along the ground. Not only are they bad on your feet, they're just downright malicious and hide. And so, any kid I grew up barefooted, you know, oh gosh. I can't tell you how many times I'm walking along talking and stick my foot right in a pile of them. And you instantly have what, like, Jim, 20 in your foot? I mean, and and then what do you do? You're hopping along and then you step in it with the other foot. I mean, so I'm walking down the street in this dream and walk right into a whole pile of goat heads. And I realize in this moment, in my dream. Pain and all, I could feel it in my dream. This was a scary, real dream. I realized I'm barefoot. And so I'm picking goat heads out of my feet. And then trying to find the bread, we're weaving our way around minefields of goat heads. Come to dead end. Have to backtrack and, and find our way. Listen to me. Many of us feel... Like what we feel like God's told us, there's so much more, and we haven't seen it yet. And what's happened and what's gone wrong? anybody ever feel that way about the church? I have, and I pastor that. You know, I mean, it's like so there's something more, and I want it. There's something more, and I want it really bad. And it's not an it, it's a Him. I, he's with us, don't get me wrong. What's going on has been good. But there's more and I want it. And I'm telling you, listen to me. We cannot earn the blessings, the power. We cannot earn the miracles of God. But we can yearn for them. Yeah. We can yearn for Him so much so that we won't give up even if we have to face goat heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you may notice the little analogy of goat head. And Satan is always... Compared, even in Satanist people, they use the symbol of a goat head. In my dream, let me cut to the chase. We made it to the fresh bread. But it was like, it was total obstacle course to get there. Going from the goodness of how things were, it was good. To the invitation for more. The right here, right now freshness of what God wants to do through His Son, through His Spirit in this life, in this world. And I'm telling you, it may be a minefield to find it and get there, but it's so worth it. Let let me tell you one last thing. I'll kind of digress to my actual notes. Adam and Eve made a radical choice. They made a radical choice to be like God in ways he never created us to be. And it affected all humanity. All humanity has been locked in sin ever since then. Jesus made a radical choice to take all sin on himself. All sin the thing that adam did that caused every human to be locked in sin from that point on jesus took that all sin of all time remember he's our god is the beginning and the end he knows it he's outside of it he's bigger than it he's more than he sees all time all at once and he's able to take it all and place it on his own son God made a radical choice to create mankind in His own image. He made a radical choice. Mankind made a radical choice to become something they were never intended to be. And instead of being more like God, they became more like Satan because they committed the same sin He did. Let me say it one more time. The sin of Adam and Eve was they chose to be their own gods. To call their own shots. To decide for themselves what is good and what is evil. And that's the very core of the problem of what's, what, what's going on in the world today. It's time for... Well, let me, let me move it forward again. Jesus made a radical decision to become human. Can you imagine that? The God of all creation becoming like us, a human, a physical human. God so loved us, He forever changed Himself. The One who was the eternal Spirit became a physical human in His Son, Jesus lived his life, and made a radical decision to take all sin. Remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? Father, not my will, but Yours be done. Do you know, I feel quite certain that in that garden, he was afraid to face the pain of torture and death. Some people will say that's not... I think that was a, a deep part of it. But the worst part of it was knowing. I'm going to take all sin. He was thinking, I, I will take all sin on myself and be separated from my Father. Now, how can this be that God in His Son can be separated from the Father? I don't get it. But He did it. He made a radical decision because he knew what was coming. He knew not even death could hold him. Because he literally was the power of an indestructible life. <laughs> That's what it says. That's what it says in scripture. The power of an indestructible life. And he rose from the dead victorious now, everything that Adam and Eve decided and the effect of that, everything has been undone. Completely undone. But the question remains, why do we see the world, even the church, in the condition it's in right now? Why, If He undid it all, why are things still the, same, the way they are? Mankind is still evil. See, there's one more radical choice that's necessary. One more. And the radical choice is given to each and every human. That last radical choice that's necessary to make it all work God's way is to make Him your God again. And do it His way. See, lots of Christians will will admit and believe that Jesus is Savior and lo- and, and, but they don't make Him their Lord. They don't do it His way. Like I started out talking about the Grand Canyon. You come around that last corner and you see it for what it is and it's amazing. But you can't get there if you don't get on the right road. See? See? If the road we've chosen isn't making us more and more like Christ, you're on the wrong road. Amen. And even Christians will choose that road, but we'll pull up along the way and, and stop. Well, it's okay if I do this. It's not so bad if I do that. What is Jesus telling you? That's you playing God in your own life. What is Jesus telling you? What is this? He's spoken to us here. He's given us His Holy Spirit. What is the Lord telling you? It's not for us to decide. We're so caught up in our own preferences. That's playing God in your own life. If He's your God, everything's on the table. Everything about you is His. To see the glory, to have the fresh bread... To have that that goodness in the measures we're yearning for it, it takes the difficulties, the minefield of go-ahead choices because the world is standing in our way to keep us from choosing Him wholeheartedly. Anybody want the fresh bread with me? But we got to do it His way, guys. We can't do it part way just however comfortable we are. It's only coming as we say yes and take every step He gives us because the new views of His glory are the direction He's saying. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Good. Church, let's go all the way with Him, not part way. Let's stop playing church and be church. Let Him be God. And let's stop playing God in our own lives. Make Him your Lord every day. Make Him your final decision. No, Lord, what do you say? You know, He does leave plenty up to us. He invests in us so that we can make wise choices. But those wise choices are under the Lordship of Christ. Let's pray. Let's all stand. If you didn't receive communion earlier, you might want to Walk up and grab one of these, and we're going to be done. Let me see if I can get this thing open. How many pastors does it take to get a communion cup open? I did it. I did it. Woohoo. Listen. Communion is isn't about just the grape juice or wine or the bread or the wafer or whatever you got. Communion means I'm sharing life with the risen one. Communion means I've become one with Him as He's become one with me. Communion with Christ is all about allowing Him to be Lord. He's now become the bread of our life, the the very sustenance we cannot do without Him. He's, his, the juice or the wine is literally be, representative of the blood that gives us life. Now, we have a life that's from heaven. And it's eternal. And the Lord Jesus has done these things for us. And so here's what I propose for all of us right now. That in this house, we do all to make Him Lord. Make Him the sustenance of our life. And the life that's flowing in us is now flowing from heaven. From our Lord Jesus. Let's partake of the bread and the wine that represents His body and blood. Lord Jesus, we thank You. We commit our way to You. Lord, we choose You as God. And we stop playing God in our own lives. Guide us. Lift Your voice up louder and louder in us, Holy Spirit. And make us to be the people who sound like You, who look like you, who even smell like you. Let us be through you that fresh bread in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys, God bless you. Have an absolutely wonderful Resurrection Day. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website. That's azvineyard.com that's a z v i n e dcom